Welcome to the Stoic Sage. In this podcast, we are dedicated to using past knowledge tested by time to empower people of today. This podcast series includes discussions around modern challenges utilizing wisdom from nearly 2,000 years ago with the goal of bringing about how to think rather than what to think. Welcome to the journey to sagehood. It is easier to find men who will volunteer to die than to find those who are willing to endure pain with patience. Julius Caesar Hello, my fellow Stoics. Welcome to the collection of powerful quotes series, whereby each month I pick out quotes and reflect on their importance and how they can be applied to today. If you follow Stoic Sage on Instagram at the Stoic Sage, you will have most likely seen these posts. But more importantly, it's extremely important to not only see these kinds of posts on the internet and social media, but to reflect on why they are important to live by. As I've said in the past, and like many of the Stoics have also said time and time again, embody the philosophy that you preach. Alrighty, so starting off with this first quote, this one is by Julius Caesar. And you can say what you're like, oh, he's not a Stoic. But <laughs> Remember to, sell, to separate the author from their word. People who are not philosophers have said very, very wise things in the past. Anyway, it is easier to find men who will volunteer to die than to find those who are willing to endure pain with patience. Now, this quote is really interesting to me because... I would think to myself, you know, when it comes to pain and patience and, you know, enduring that pain with patience, that, that kind of, obviously, we're, Julius Caesar was more than likely talking about uh, wartime and, <laughs> and um, you know, everyday struggle and things like that, right? But we live in the modern day, so how do we translate this to modern day ideals and and what we experience life to be like and it's i i feel like it still reigns true there are many people and instead of saying die right let's say that they will volunteer to give up it's easier to find men who will volunteer to give up than to find those who are willing to endure pain with patience and paying we can say adversity instead and Think about all the dreams that people have nowadays. Think of the dreams that you've had now um, in recent times. They're all filled with enduring some type of adversity, whether that be uncertainty, whether that be extremely high risk, or whether that be, you know, building the body of your dreams, because that's also a type of adversity that many people go through. And many people just give up. Many people just give up. They, they would rather give up and not experience the pain and suffering and adversity of going through that journey to get to what they want. They would rather give up. And many, many people do this today. And I think that this quote, when I first read this and reflecting on it, it makes me think, yeah, everybody's journey has too many dead dreams. How many of those dreams could have been 
if they were just a little bit braver, or I'm sorry, a little bit more courageous, right? We should know that life is enduring pain. We should know that life is enduring adversity. And more often than not, you have to do it with patience because sometimes we don't know when the pain and adversity will end. But the greater the suffering, the greater the adversity, the greater the glory is in surmounting it. And that's the biggest thing that I tell myself when I'm going through a tough time. I'll use a gym as an example. You know, I've been trying to keep up with my schedule. Generally, I will try to go to the gym a minimum, an absolute minimum of three days a week. Uh, And my overall goal is to go five days a week and then uh, sometimes six. (laughs) That's a very hefty goal, but uh, I do more than just weight training. I also box and kickbox and do a little bit of uh, jujitsu as well. But um, I fall off every now and again. You know, and there's a goal that I want and I'm tired sometimes from work, from the long drive or something from 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 work and getting to the gym is just tough. And then and then on top of that, I also have to maintain my relationship with my partner and then also work on my side projects that I'm really excited about. You know, it gets tough. It gets really tough. And you know what? It's a lot easier to just give up. It is easier. Why not just deal with my 9 to 5? I don't have to deal with anything else. I don't need to work out. All of that just adds stress to my life. You know? But are we really just meant for just a few things? You know? if I always think back to Marcus Aurelius' quote of, if it's humanly possible, then consider it within your reach. And everything is, is considerably within your reach. I mean, even if you're talking monetarily, we there's people who are billionaires, obviously, in regards to wealth, not actually what's in their bank account. Just wanted to make that clarification there. But yeah, there's there's billionaires nowadays. There's millionaires nowadays. So yes, it is humanly possible. So yes, it is within my reach if I choose to go that direction. So why on earth would I tell myself that I can't handle the adversity? You know? And so that's really what I think about when I think of this quote. It kind of gives me some inspiration to say, you know what? I can do this. I can endure the pain. I am built for that. We are all built for that. And you know what? With patience. We have to do it with patience because it takes time to build great things. And we have to remember that Patience is very bitter, but its fruit will be sweet. So that's what that quote says uh, to me. From Aristotle, this quote is, A fool contributes nothing worth hearing and takes offense to everything. My God, this quote was really good. It literally made me go, ooh, you know. (laughs) Because I think we see this so often in the world today, even when it comes to, like, especially when it comes to politics, but uh, even in the workplace, you know, people, we know who those people are, you know, when I want to get into extreme specifics, you know, but we each can provide an example of those kinds of people. And 
at the end of the day, as a stoic, like, what do you do in these moments? When you hear this quote, a fool contributes nothing worth hearing and takes offense to everything. As a stoic, what this says is we have to accept reality the way that it is. We have to accept the human experience for what it is. And like Marcus Aurelius says, every single day when he wakes, I will encounter foolish people. I will encounter people who cheat. I will encounter horrible people. You have to tell yourself that. Why? Because you know they exist. And it's part of the human experience. It's part of living your everyday life. But the reason why this is important, though, is because when you accept the fact that no matter what you do, no matter what society does to change, no matter what economic strategy is implemented, no matter what type of government administration is put in power, it does not matter. The human experience will always ensure that you will encounter fools, will always ensure that you will encounter horrible people. But when you think about that and you accept it, it makes it easier for you to handle them. As an example, if you're walking on the street and you're going to a coffee barista and you're encountering somebody who just is just being a jerk to the barista or something, instead of thinking, oh, this world is so horrible. Oh my God, how can this person even exist? What is wrong with him? His mother, yada, yada, yada. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you think, right? About that person, at least. At the end of the day, it's easier to Wake up and already prepare your mind for that. And when you encounter those kind of people, you can immediately say to yourself, well, there's one of those people I knew I was going to encounter today. There's not much that I can do. I can't control them. If anything, I just have to ensure that I'm courageous and understanding that everyone deserves to be treated equally. That is part of being just. Just making sure that, you know, if this guy gets out of hand, then sure. If I'm if I choose the right moment to be wise and courageous, then I will step in. But otherwise, maybe he's having a bad day. Then you go on with your day. Move on. Don't try to change the world. You can't. You can only change yourself. And when you master that change within yourself, only then do you have the potential to change the world. So that's what that really says to me. This third quote, this is by Voltaire. I do not agree with what you have to say, but I'll defend to the death for your right to say it. This one is extremely important in my opinion. You don't have to agree with what people have to say. You don't have to agree with their opinions. You don't have to agree with their stance on a political topic or a, or a social topic. It does not matter. But that's what we should be defending, is that freedom to be able to say what you wish to say. Now, I do want to make a distinction here because many people do not understand this, and I think it's important. The incitement of, of violence is against the law. That is against the law. So to say, I wish I could kill you, is entirely different than say, I will kill you. Those are two entirely different statements. And one of them can be used against you in the court of law and the other one cannot. So, because one is an opinion, I wish I could, but I won't. But I will. You don't know. But they wish they could. That's not inciting violence. 
Now, moving on, I just wanted to make that distinction there. Some people can say horrific things, and we know that, just from the last quote. Many people will say horrific things, and you don't have to agree with it. You can agree to disagree, and that's the beauty of freedom. You can agree to disagree, move on with your life. Don't act as though they can make the greatest change in the world, but you have no capacity to do so. Don't act like you need to walk away from the conversation as though you'd have to absolutely change their mind or else they're going to go on and then they're going to make the world a more worse off place. You can't think like that. That's a little bit arrogant for you to walk around and think that you can, that you can change that person's mind as though you think yourself capable of changing the world. You can't change the world. We can't change the world. Not to that magnitude. Not the way that we think we can. We can only master ourselves. And when we master ourselves, we can master the interactions that we have with people. And only then, in those interactions, can we make great ones. But not great impact. But not every single interaction will be the one that you, you know, wish its outcome to be. You can't seek to expect specific outcomes of situations. You only have to accept them as they come. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way to living a peaceful life, a peaceful mindset. That at the end of the day, all right, all right, all right. You can say he's crazy, whatever. Yeah, all right, all right. You're crazy, dude. No, listen, dude, go ahead continue thinking what you want. That's fine. I'm not going to agree with you. And that's okay. And then, you know, how you can make a better world is literally by looking over to the person and say, listen, buddy, I don't agree with you, but I'll tell you what. I like that you speak your word. That statement, doing something like that, you can change the world. Why? Because you don't know what he's thinking. He's probably thinking that he's trying to change your mind, right? But he know, But he can't. But you can make a greater impact by allowing that person to think, hey, there are people out there that will fight for my right to think what I want as well. You know what? There are good people in this world. Maybe he says the exact same statement to another person. You know, when, when, when he has a disagreement, hey, buddy, listen, I don't agree with you either. But you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll defend your right to say what you, what you believe. That's a way to make change. That's a way to make a positive impact. I think ending conversations of disagreement by, by maintaining the freedom, right? Because I feel like there's this uh, illusion of freedom when you're talking with people you don't, you don't agree with. You both walk away thinking, you know, that you wish you could have said something else or you wish that this person would just see your point of view. But that's not the point of freedom. The point of freedom is that you are free to choose what you want and no matter what not even god himself can make you do what you don't want to do right your freedom of choice not even god himself can come down and force you so why would you let a man do it or a woman or a person in general a government why no don't do that you know, you, everybody has every right to think what they want. And that's the kind of thing you should be fighting for. You should defend your right to say it. Because if one day, let's say all freedoms are stripped away, that kind of freedom to, to speech, 
Yay, the bad people are no longer saying bad things. No more mean tweets. You know? And then one day, one day, it could be, because again, you can't control outcome. You don't predict the future. One day, it's the possibility that what you think a lot of people no longer agree with. And then the very freedom that you stripped away from whatever time ago has passed, that very freedom that is now gone, now your freedom is gone. And that is the overall picture that we need to understand. That part of freedom we need to understand on an individual level. That's the kind of thing that should not be moderated, right? Again, I clarified already, the incitement of violence is very different than uh, expressing an extreme opinion. Beat them with logic. Beat them with your word. That's how you create change. Allow them to expose all of the evils that they have to say. And then a good society will look at them and beat them into submission for, hey man, we don't live like that anymore. You know, that's how you, that's how you create and, and uh, ensure change. Now, this other quote is by Epicurus. If death causes you no pain when you're dead, it is foolish to allow the fear of it to cause you pain now. I think a lot of people fear death. I mean, I, I used to, I'm talking from experience as well. I used to fear death because I used to fear kind of the process of death, right? Not necessarily not existing anymore, but, you know, they gave me the creeps. Oh, what, what will be of my soul? What will be of my consciousness? The fear of the unknown. But you didn't know how it felt to not exist before you were born. So then why should I fear not existing now? You know, it's okay to feel fear, by the way. As a Stoic, there's this trope of like, don't fear your death. Remember, remember you will die. Don't fear your death. Remember you will die. But it's okay to fear your death. It is the moderation of doing the excess of fear, right? That's the portion that as Stoics, we have to control. You should accept that you will one day die, but don't do everything in your power to avoid death or don't use it as a scapegoat to do everything you've ever wanted to do, even if it's at the expense of others or at the expense of your own morality. Don't use fear in excess. That's what that means. It's okay to fear that cause of death as well. But know that it's part of the human experience. We are fated to experience death just as much as encounter death. Just as much to not exist. I mean, even if you... T I, I used to tell myself all, this, all the time, Oh, I, want my, I would rather my death be quick. <laughs> or in my sleep. But uh, it's actually quite scary to kind of think that the, I, I think that the majority of death deaths are experienced. The process 
are experienced, right? The imminent fear if you are getting into an accident and you happen to die within that accident. You experience it. You experience what that feeling is like. So it's also part of the human experience. It's part of life. It's the one thing we are guaranteed. And we cannot predict the outcome either. So why should I fear something I don't know? You know, just have more, have courage to know that, hey, it may, it, my death may be painful. My death may be long driven. My death may be quick. But at the end of the day, however my, however my friend comes to welcome me to death, however it may be, I will go willingly. I like this quote by uh, Yoda, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have lived long enough. I deserve this rest. That's what I think about. Whenever, when I think to myself, if I ever live a long life, I feel like that's the quote that I'm going to tell my, my loved ones. <laughs> I've deserved this rest. Because you have. And remember, we take wisdom from everywhere. So don't fear the death, especially if it doesn't cause you pain now, right? All right, so before we get into this, this final one, I wanted to ask you guys if you've heard about the exclusive content from the Stoic Sage podcast. In addition to the two episodes a week, I'll be releasing exclusive weekly episodes that discuss topics around morality, modern politics, and general controversy. This Friday, or tomorrow, the episode will be about Stoics and capitalism. As Stoics, it's important to expose and practice our virtue with even the most challenging topics. And this exclusive content will be available to those who sign up by the link in the bio. All episodes will be ad-free and unfiltered as much as the ancient Stoics were with their own opinions. And by signing up, you're tremendously supporting the show. These additional episodes will be available every Friday, and you'll be able to see them when they are posted. But they will be locked and or unavailable depending on the podcasting platform that you are using. And I'm very excited to be presenting these. And I thank you all for your continued support thus far. All right. The last two. Another one by Aristotle. There is only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. I love this quote a lot because it reminds me, do what you want to do, man. Obviously within reason. Don't break the law. But do what you want to do. Say what you need to say. Feel what you need to feel. Because you're going to be criticized for it regardless. But you also got to remember, man, everybody around me is going to die one day too. So what the heck? I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever I want. I've, sure, sure. I'll get up on stage and do some karaoke. Why not? <laughs> Use the quote for everyday things. You don't need to use it for just grand things. But you have to remember that in a world where we're more connected than at any point in human history, you will be criticized. You'll be criticized for what you text in two sentences. People will, will define your entire character on two sentences on an Instagram post. Like, come on, really? Like... You're going to you're going to be afraid of saying certain things because you're going to be criticized over two sentences and then you're going to allow that to destroy you. 
Come on now. We're bigger than that. We Stoics are more courageous than that. But, again, if you truly want to avoid the criticism, then do nothing. You don't have to say anything. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to be nothing. If you want anything in this world, if you want any recognition, if you want any validation, if you want to be loved, if you want to love, if you want to experience certain things, you have to get out there and do it. You have to get out there and say something. You have to get out there and be something, create something. But just know that you will be criticized. But it takes a courageous stoic to make a reality for himself. To create a reality for himself. All right. So this final quote is by Dante. Morality is the beauty of philosophy. Now, I really like this quote, too. I think it's a great send-off because philosophy is you're always questioning things. You're always figuring out the why in everything, especially when it comes to life, when it comes to the pursuit of happiness, when it comes to defining morality. Because we have to remember that morality is defined by us. Why do we think that it's morally wrong for capital punishment to take place, for example? Why do we believe that to be morally wrong? Yeah, question all you want, you know. It's good to have those conversations. But at the end of the day, all that questioning leads us to be more civilized and, and more moral people. If you really want to think about it, the philosophers and the gladiators... You know, why did they think it was morally right to allow people to be enslaved and then fight for our amusement? I mean, that was outlawed, obviously, but it was outlawed because we believed it to be morally wrong. And this morality is based on what? More than likely, it was based on uh, repro reproducing and building empires and Sure, you can look at it as bleak as you want and say, more servants to run a country. Sure, you can look at it as bleakly as you want to. But at the end of the day, we are now more moral than we, were, than we once were. We are now more moral than we once were, than the, even compared to the last 20 years. I think it was only, shoot, I was in middle school or in elementary school when it was announced that um, uh, marriage amongst anybody um, for gays, lesbians, all of that was um, put into law. You can love and marry whoever you want now. We are now morally more, more correct nowadays than we were even 20 years ago. So we are only ever getting better. And you can't... I, I would gladly disagree with people saying that life hasn't gotten better this country has only been gotten worse like you you wouldn't want to live in the 50s buddy come on you wouldn't want to live in the 20s you wouldn't want to live in the 60s you wouldn't want to live in the 80s come on be realistic be be uh, courageous in in standing up against whatever you think you're you're feeling look at things for what they are this is reality now we are more moral. And morality, indeed, is the beauty that comes 
from philosophy. Because we continue to question. We continue to ask the questions, why? Okay, well, why that? Okay, but that doesn't make any sense. Should Is that also true? That is how we build a greater society. And that, indeed, morality being the beauty of philosophy. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help out the show. If you would like to check out Stoic Sage merch or read about the blog, please go to stoicsage.co. Also, give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. Lastly, don't forget to become a member for our new exclusive Stoic Sage episodes. You can sign up using the link in the bio. I wish you well, fellow Stoics, on your path to sagehood. Thank you.